Not Exactly Radio, back at it again. It's been a little while since we were able to get together. There were a lot of important conversations that needed to be happening, and we wanted to let that happen because, I mean, who are we to interrupt that? I mean, it's very important that everyone is able to discuss what's going on inside the United States right now and how things must change uh, because not everyone feels equal, and that is not a right thing to feel in America. So here we are right now, Not Exactly Radio, with me, your host, Benny K, and... Tony likes counting down from five. Tony. <laughs> Tony likes counting down from five. He, you know, people might not understand what you mean by there, so let's bring it in. To, let's, 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 let's make sure everyone knows what we're talking about here. So before we start the show, we have a little countdown to make sure that we're on time. There we go. That's the story. And Tony sometimes, you know, doesn't know how to... He knows how to count. It's, time, you know, but, uh, he, he does it... He knows that... I, I, didn't say, I didn't say he didn't know how to count. I said he doesn't know how to stay on time sometimes. That's it. Good. Now that we're awkward pausing, hey, Kevin, how's it and, going? You know, it's, <laughs> it's fine, I guess. It's hot. Oh no! This is this it is, is it's hot. it's getting warmer. It is it's it's supposed to be like muggy. It's supposed to be like eighty degrees all week. It's like eighty six right now. Gonna be ninety. God. Sweaty boys gonna be sweating. Yeah, so here we are, sweating our balls off in this, like, tiny room. I'm glad. This is kind of, like, a nice thing that I, uh, this is kind of, like, a, a thing that I'm glad that we're doing it this way, where we're recording at each other's houses safely and nice distance and everything. God, I could Because if we were all in our original, <laughs> if we were all in our original studio, which I'm still recording here right now, we would be dying right now. Oh, my God. I remember last summer, it was all hell and shit, too. So here we are. All right. So, what are we talking about today, guys? We are talking about... Run the jewels, RTJ four, and specifically, yeah. yeah, the the number four, the first one to actually be called RTJ. Every yeah, yeah. Other one was technically Run the Jewels, and then I think just enough people called it, you know, the acronym. But fuck it, it's the acronym now. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense, and I like you know this is a this is a great album. I mean, just to start off the bat right away. Um, but like uh, the album was originally set to be out on June 5th, but with the protests throughout the entire country of the mur- for the murder of George Floyd, specifically for p- p- uh, police brutality and racism, uh, Run the Jewels decided to release it a few days earlier. And here's what they said about it: They said, "Fuck it, why wait? The world is infested with bullshit. So here's something raw to listen to while you deal with it all." We hope it brings you some joy, stay safe, and hopeful out there, and thank you for giving two friends the chance to be heard and do what they love, and I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Because we know we know that uh, Killer Mike is a very big activist, and so, like, there's that powerful video of him uh, doing the interview. Uh, what was the five things he said, Kevin? I think you might remember. That's plot, plan, strategize, organize, and mobilize. He wants more accountability. Um... <laughs> is the gist of it uh give us some more on what happened when they dropped rtj4 sure um so besides rtj4 um being on all streaming services or being on the streaming services rtj uh made their newest album available for free on their website with the option to donate to the national lawyers guild uh mass defense fund And if you head to the uh, National Lawyers Guild website, you'll see that the Mass Defense Fund is a network of lawyers and legal workers and law students providing legal support for political activists, protesters, and movements for social change. And uh, a lot of the states have a, uh, um, a National Lawyers Guild legal support hotline 
Uh, our state includes Madison, and if you need that number, it is 608-520-0654. So that again is 608-520-0654. Because, um, you know, sometimes you might get arrested for some bullshit that you're just, you know, trying to be <laughs> peaceful protesters, and like, here we are, this is what we need. Um, so yeah, I mean, Run the Jewels knows where the priorities are at, and they have a good, they, they set like a good example, and they also are very uh, angry about it. That's why we get <laughs> RTJ4, uh, and I absolutely love this album. I was pumping it the whole week, and like before that, when it first came out, I was listening to it too. Like it was fucking in my ear, and I loved it every minute of it. Oh my god, it was a very good album. It's uh, it's my new favorite. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say that. Uh, Same. Hopefully, Kevin, you can figure it out quickly, but what's your ranking? Because I think I'm going 4231. Uh, 4231. 4213. 4213. All right. Yeah. Uh, so we're close. We're close. Yeah. Uh, two, this is my new like, favorite. It just, it just came in and is what introduced me to Run the Jewels. Three, mm-hmm. it took me a hot minute to, uh, like really enjoy all the tracks but i do think there was a point at some time where like every track on that album ended up being my favorite at some point in time uh one yeah, that one's the most different one one just uh it it's great but like i kind of see it more as like you need to know these tracks if you ever see them live uh it's it's for me not so much uh an album as more them like really getting their uh, uh, flow together, really, that, really putting it together one, for the first time. and That one feels like it could have been, like, just a one-off, like, yeah, these two people formed a group one out, uh, for one uh-huh. album, and it was cool. I like uh, LP tweeted this week about how Run the Jewels off Run the Jewels 1 <laughs> was the first song that Run the Jewels ever made. <laughs> when Run the Jewels uh, say Run the Jewels the, on the track, Run the Jewels off the album, Run the Jewels. The 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 name the name uh, their name comes from an LL Cool J song that ref- that uses that term. Yeah, uh, uh, I didn't look up the exact. I forget what the track is, but it was Killer Mike. Uh, like growing up, was just like, man, if I ever like have a band or a group, like. All I want it to be is to be called, like, Run the Jewels. And so it's been, like, something that's been... A name that's been stirring in the back of his head. In his head. Uh, Yeah, so... And I just like how they came together. So they came together because... uh, um, What's the exact name of... uh, R.A.P. Music, so rap music. uh, Killer Mike's uh, solo album, one of them. his best one. It's really great. It's fantastic. Uh, if you want to go back and check out stuff, his stuff out. But LP produced it, and then basically after that, they just became like best friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember hearing an interview on how that all worked together. But basically, yeah, they just smoked a ton of weed, made a great album, and then they just realized they loved hanging out, so they kept hanging out, and then they started making music together. And now you have mm-hmm. this uh, group that every time they drop something, it's critically acclaimed and you know the hype grows and i remember they were opening for lord a couple you know albums ago and now they don't need to open for anybody no uh Mm -hmm. they started off without hitting the billboard top 200 for albums on number one uh on number two they got to 20 on number three they got to 13 and with this last one here they finally cracked the top 10 so it's 
It's just been a progressive uh, kicking in the door to become household names. So, and then uh, subject-wise, it feels like this one was probably written last month, but uh, as they said, they wrote it all last year because not much has changed, like nothing. I remember uh, Ferguson uh, occurring right in uh, that RTJ between one and two, and I remember watching a really upsetting and powerful video of just... Uh, Killer Mike's reaction to the fact that Darren Wilson wasn't going to get charged at all because they found it right before a uh, RTJ show in Missouri. So then he spoke to the crowd and it was just very upsetting. We were all very upset. So just he was just talking about his fear for his own children and all that. And then it blew right into the you know track run the jewels and it was just a really powerful moment. I enjoyed. I was glad I caught that online at a moment where we were just all very upset. Mm-hmm. So uh, they've always kind of been in the forefront of my mind in line with all this, you know, with Black Lives Matter and these, you know, protests and riots and all this anger. And that's why uh, it's probably 42-13 for me because uh, Run the Jewels 2 was, you know, another one of those that gave me a lot of uh, catharsis during that time mm-hmm. I mean that's that uh, that's the other album where Zach De La Roca is on it so oh, yeah. uh, he yeah, is also on four. 3 uh, in fact he gets the last verse on 3 which I thought was kind of an interesting move for them to close out that entire album with a oh. guest verse yeah I forgot that uh, on Kill Your so. Masters mm. so yeah with the 14 song. and then now and then I remember also Run Jewels came out during 2016 so there's donald trump and all that you know coming into office so really <laughs> their releases have been timely where it's like this feels yeah. very relevant to listen wait to wait a second it's like they know stuff that we don't know <laughs> about before it happens what wait are you guys? saying that run the jewels are a uh, secret illuminati group that have been planning <laughs> social discord for them to raise their album sales Oh, I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying, that Killer Mike being an Atlanta <laughs> rapper, they're always a, they're always a fun, they're always a ripe target to pick for Illuminati conspiracy <laughs> theories. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the album itself. RTJ Four, nice uh, 39 minute album with 11 tracks. Um, there's like really two main things you need to focus on, and it's like beats and messages. Like, what are some of your highlights for you guys in this uh, album? Um, I love how aggressive the drums are through the whole thing when we're talking about the beats. Mm-hmm. It is just aggro drums. Um, I loved listening to it on my uh, headphones, my quality headphones I was using. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then that's how you get some of the more electronic shit that LP loves to fuck with. That's when mm-hmm. you can really hear that stuff because if you play it like in a car or something, you're mostly getting just those drums. I'm going to say it's really putting my shitty car stereo through a workout. I, I feel <laughs> them rattling in their housing units uh, every time I throw the album on. Uh, yeah, especially, like, I knew it was in for a uh, just punch-in-the-face production from the first track. Uh, mm-hmm. Just 
they haven't kicked the door in like that since RTJ2, and like it's, or even like, it does a better job than I think even Run the Jewels off of Run the Jewels of just being like this brand new introduction of the band and just really tearing the door off the hinges. Like it, it's um, it pushes the pedal to the floor, turns the knob to eleven, whatever metaphor you want to use, just right out the gate. Yeah, this. yeah. So like, and also while ignoring record sales and becoming relevant in other ways is like one of the things is they're actually tied to comic books a lot. <laughs> like they have uh, like Marvel collabs even. Um, on variant covers for uh, they did Deadpool, Howard the Duck did one, Black Panther, <laughs> they did one for Luke Cage, uh, and then uh, Adult Swim always actually promotes their albums. So like they, when an album's coming up from them, they use their commercial bump music turns into Run the Jewels for that month usually, That's because cool. it was Cartoon Network uh, executive. Uh, Killer Mike was first introduced to LP by Cartoon Network executive Jason DeMarco in 2011. So that's how they met before they did rap music. So again, just weird connections. But yeah, so like basically a Cartoon Network executive has been fucking with them since the jump. So that's why they have this Adult Swim connection. But anyways, the reason I bring that all up is because Yankee and the Brave feels the most like like it reminds me of why like where Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats did that animated shit. Yankee and the Brave needs like needs an a, animated yeah. music video. Like just a really violent one, like a Deadpool style, you know. Yeah. Like over the top violence, you know, especially with with the story that's in the you know you know. That's also why it's just such a fun song. It, if it, like mm-hmm. it makes you wish that you could make a song with your buddies where you all get to like rap about how you're basically <laughs> in a shootout with the police. <laughs> it it is one of the things like where their first two albums are really chock full of just them being uh boisterous and uh, exaggerating some points uh, to try and make themselves seem cool. Like, this is really a throwback to those first two albums where it's just, like, over-the-top, like, allow me to, in this poker table, just put my dick on the table and uh, <laughs> let you all... Just, like, there's... I could be holding nothing in my hand, and I've already won the game. It's... <laughs> this album, and I think why we enjoy it so much, it's all your friends... You know, in arms with each other, but also giving the bird to the police. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, like every single every single track is like highlighted about how police brutality is fucking terrible, and I love it. It's like it's like a, a great little uh, everything about it is just wonderful. It's just fuck um, you guys, you know. Yeah, that's, yeah. We we um, got our friends, and that's you know that's really what we feel. That's uh, really. You know, that's what we feel is just like, fuck you, we got our people together now. And look how many of this, and, you know, now we can, you know, say that we got everybody's back. And so, yeah, we're all flipping the bird and holding arms. We're arm in arm here. (laughs) But anyways, what Um, uh, what were you transitioning to? I was going to say, speaking of of their friends. Oh, are you you still talking about (laughs) your favorite thing about the album? God damn, can I please (laughs) just have a moment? (laughs) Uh, So... 
Well, I think uh, I, uh, one that really highlights something for me as far as beats is like I really like their single "Ooh La La." Um, that the piano. Like, I think that piano. Yeah, the piano like makes it sound so fucking cool and like it's like a dreadful sounding piano, but like it's uh, but it's like super. I don't know. It's like super badass. Like the whole thing. It's like a chill track, but at the same time, it's not super chill with the le- the, the lyrics and everything. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that was all I wanted to say. Thanks for letting me talk for five seconds. To go back to Yankee and the Brave as well, I also like it because again, just the friendship of or you're not allowed to die, or you're well not allowed to die. But I also like how he's like, run your ass like you're hungry, and that's just saying that to your big friend. You can only say that to your big friend because you know it comes from love. That's yeah, definitely yeah. one of those. Yeah. I get to say those. You're not allowed to say those. I we can say like, that. Run your because... ass like you're hungry, because I've seen you when you're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I always like I enjoyed that too, because again, it's the two themes here are I got my friends and fuck <laughs> and fuck uh, everybody that wants to fuck with us. So yeah, yeah. For sure. and then Ooh La La is like it, it's needed there because it's the most just fun one. Yeah, absolutely. And it, that's um, why it works as a single. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. let's talk about fun. Because, you know, the king of fun raps shows up in the next track. Two chains. I'm going to buy a hot Out dog cart if I'm going to be yeah. frank. Like, I'm sorry. Like, this was going to be my number one because of two chains. And then he comes in and talks about buying hot dog stands. And he wants to be frank. <laughs> it's, it's so perfect. It's so... it's. It's honestly an an album full of just great bars. He steals the show, and he absolutely shouldn't be stealing the show. On that, it's got Zach, it's got Pharrell, uh, Mavis Staples has a chorus hook that's fantastic, and Two Chains just yeah. comes in and he's like, it's "Just the best." <laughs> if I ever got my debut uh, I need I need chains to just ruin me my own shit I love it that's it I I like how they they kind of take they kind of take that uh, fun part of it and then they turn it into a whole rest of the album which is like very serious like I want to talk about the messages in most of these songs here Uh, my favorite tracks as far as messages are probably Walking in the Snow and Just which is featuring like you guys said uh, Pharrell Williams and Zach De La Rocha um, and and I think like that kind of oh, goes and back to leave what off Tony was saying and walking in the snow. I'm th- if there's there are two things I'm disappointed on this album. That's Gangster Boo didn't get her own verse. That she was only there for the hook. Would have loved for her to have because uh, Love Again is top three track from RTJ2, and her verse makes that song. Okay. So kind of really wanted her to have. Uh, more time on the album with her coming back uh and then the other one's goonies versus et which is in my opinion like the only sleeper on the album uh so walking in the snow who's your favorite verse here where where, where's your points where you're like um i always like killer mike uh rapping at any time so uh, especially the chorus, like, just, like, bringing a bunch of those messages during the verse and then just, like, just got done walking in the snow, goddamn that motherfucker cold. Uh, I, I think that the whole thing was kind of awesome. Yeah, like, like, if you just look at the, 
worksheet, <laughs> like how much he gets through in a normal It's a four minute track, like it's... But if you just look at the breadth of the lyrics here, mm -hmm. it's like six, seven minutes. So like they are uh, like especially Killer Mike, like you said, is on fire here. Um, yeah. It just sums up exactly what's fucked up. Like they're showing you beginning to end the system and how it wants to chop up black lives. Yeah, so and I, I think uh, you kind of really what we want to get to. And I think that's kind of like highlighted again in just uh, featuring you know Zach and Pharrell. Um, because they talk about, you know, slavery and how the 13th Amendment didn't really uh, get rid of slavery. Uh, and, like, just those powerful parts when it's just like, look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. And, like, when, when Zach, like, yells it in the first chorus, it's, like, super cool. And, like, even Zach's verse uh, was super awesome. Yeah, Zach what I like for about having oh. their... What I like about having their, you know kinship with him is that we get to listen to Zack De La Rocha rap rather than be in like a new metal band which mm -hmm. features some rapping but like this is him rapping over a beat so it, it, it's just so it's not just we're bringing in a guy to make a Rage Against the Machine song like this is gets to show a different side of them. Yeah, absolutely. Right, like, I don't so think I've ever seen uh, uh, Zach have a flow like this. Uh, most everything yeah. has been pretty... has been pretty more traditional to a Rage Against the Machine style, like, where he's just going at it, where this one has kind of a bouncing back and forth. Uh, uh, someone described it as more of a... Uh, uh, Bandcamp or Soundwave type of uh, hip hop artist where uh, it's it's more something that you would hear on like kind of a uh, more straightforward pop rap kind of flow mm -hmm. and it, and I don't know that I've ever heard Zach kind of do that thing and it really it it's great to see him actually like not that he wasn't rapping before but to come out and like yeah. Have like and then and the way he closes that song, it just then there's that yeah ultimate mix of the rappers that Zach Dylan wrote to and then this it sounded like the outdoor rage against the machine song of tear all the flesh yeah. stage to save for a definite reckoning quick like the pace of a verse so unquestioning quest for things so it's just all the like and then for you it's just money and then but yeah. It, 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 it's cool because it does give them such a different sound but yeah also just the fact that Pharrell who we're just used to making so really fucking good smooth pop music right yeah you know just amazing Happy. pop music all the time and the, but him singing about you know again the truth about the 13th amendment which is a very fucked up truth once you learn it funny how they don't bring that up in school Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, in the Thirteenth Amendment, it got rid of slavery completely. Got rid of um, slavery completely. You know, unless you go to jail, uh, no, no, which no, no such case. thing. <laughs> uh, but those people don't count. Right. Remember, don't think of people in jail. They're not real. They're not real. Because <laughs> um, uh, oh god, the disgusting thing. The other, you, you know. So when they battle wildfires, you know, they just send in prisoners. Yeah. Yeah. To which is fight the fires. Gross. 
yeah. and they don't get uh, any. They're not eligible to be firefighters when they get out. Which is yeah, which is ridiculous. They they're criminals, yeah, yeah, of course. So no, it's just it literally makes... feeding people to fire. Yeah. Um, I mean, prison labor in general is just like an issue where you, I don't know, it's like they're paying, they're getting paid nothing and making all this stuff for big corporations and shit. And it's all, it's all fucked up. And it's all and like it's, highlighted. It's the double, you know, it's also a, so even that is like a, uh, has a double meaning. Look at all mm-hmm. these slave masters on your dollars. I mean, they still are slave masters. All this money yeah. going around. Uh, you know, it's being made off of slaves still. Right. Like, mm-hmm. For-profit prison is... <laughs> yeah. Like, the idea that you should run a prison to make money. And it's just... Prisons are here for, like... More people locked up than any they're, they're supposed history of the planet. They're supposed to be yeah. rehabilitation centers, but, you know... Yeah. We... More prisoners than any... History, um, history of the planet. Well, it's just like it's just like uh, there's the issues like what Kevin was going off of, like rehabilitation centers that they're supposed to be so they can get back to society and everything, uh, for the most part, you know. Uh, but then that's also the same, but it's the same thing for like veterans coming back from like war and having PTSD. Like they just like shoo them back into society without even like. Uh, doing any sort of like uh, rehabilitation that they're supposed to be doing because like how do you how do you think like that's super fucked up how you think like <laughs> no keep going keep going <laughs> oh I know sorry uh, it's like super fucked up to think like you have someone going through war war is already hell enough and like you're blowing up things things are happening all around you and then you expect them to just go back to normal living after that like no that's that's fucking horseshit like but, uh, so, I mean, I think that's where, like, America is dropping the balls on prison centers. Well, obviously prison centers, and then, like, also, like, veterans coming back from war. It's, it's all very fucked up. Uh, to go into, oh, we lost Tony. He'll be back. He'll be back. He'll uh, be back. But it allows me to go off on, uh, what might be my, what was initially my favorite track off the album here with pulling the pin uh featuring mavis staples and josh homie shout out to josh for uh saving one of his best guitar licks for uh a feature like his i don't even want to say riffing because i'm sure he like did just come in and like just lay down a few things and was like pick one and it just so happened that i'm sure whatever he brought turned out to be this gold that appears on the album and then uh back before the album dropped lp mentioned that they were like they had wanted to put it out back in like march or april but they were working through uh getting a feature cleared uh he mentioned that it was a legend that was getting there and i can't as much as uh two chains is a great person uh i have a feeling that it was more mavis staples people than anyone else that was featured on this album here uh that people might have had her people might have had a uh do we really want her name attached to this group here kind of second guessing and i'm so glad that Uh. they got her cleared because this is it's it's a perfect song to lead into the last track a few words for the firing squad yeah, yeah absolutely uh, and i think that go yeah ahead. no i'll just having 
some legendary uh, legendary singer like that as like I mean you gotta respect it <laughs> um right and then uh again just uh I just like that they get to surprise me with uh yeah I got to hear Mavis Staples and uh dude from uh Queens of the Stone Age on a track together absolutely and I think Kevin uh sums it up uh, or going into the last track a few words for Firing Squad it's just like uh, a nice little wrap up of the whole album and then the like I like how the end of it just turns back into a Yankee and the Brave episode uh, mm-hmm. just kind of like packaging it all together right with a nice little bow on top of that and I think that's really what uh, um, makes this album awesome is like this whole well, thing can go go through go ahead what were you going to say no 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 you're, you're making a good point I just want to build off it when you're oh, done that's fine I was going to say like uh just like having this whole album go through as like a story but also like real life it's just like it's almost like yanking the brave are like these two characters and they're living through this whole thing but at the same time it's real life like this is lp and this is killer mike and this is the whole story and this is everything that they're doing you can have fun but if you also got to settle the fuck down and like realize some bad shit's happening it's got to change um and the other thing that is important to know because what we'll see a lot you know is or the idea of okay well representation matters so now we'll just show brutal stories about you know black people dying in the streets all the time on tv or something like that like that's not we'll make sure to tell those stories all the time now no you still need joy you still need happiness because then it makes the fight you know it gives you reasons to go at it and so i think rapping or uh having that you know story right before that that this is for you know basically you know all those kids that get killed and then get lynched and still have energy to say fuck you too one more time right you gotta you gotta let it breathe a little bit right after saying shit like that mm-hmm. on an or album else you just are gonna have a cloud on an album that gets heavy at times there's still joy and levity throughout and i've never felt like they were preaching or it never felt like it was doomer on this album at any point uh they they know how to package cathartic release and and exactly that's a yes i'm just i just keep getting excited i'm like uh, (laughs) but no you're right uh you know and that's why we have tracks like goonies and et and stuff like that and then like ooh la la that's why it all works together because and then you get the walking in the snows and the just again the just works on a different level because it's such a just banger because thanks to pharrell Mm -hmm. Um, it's like this whole this whole album in general is just like it's fun but real life like i said before and i think that's a perfectly good way to sum up the whole album and like kevin was super excited about it like we just did this episode a couple i don't know like almost a month ago saying that we were almost halfway through the year and kevin picked his like top five albums so far or whatever but then like this album came out and it just like bulldozed everything he ever said in that album and now here we are it's like hey i expect thundercat to end up on the year end list no doubt but uh spoiler warning for our year end episode this is going to be the number one album that this is it. This, this is going to be. This, this is then, it. This, uh, I, I, I predicted it at the uh, year <laughs> end episode last year uh, that this was probably going to be my favorite album of the year. And lo and behold, 
my canal come through with just <laughs> a timely album that's bombastic and also thoughtful and also just it's fucking great yeah so yeah if you need something to listen to about the times add those in the rotation and then just like we said it's a good mix in the way of just look at the features so you got the fun of two chains on here but then you also have zach de la roca yeah, so I think that's just a good example of yeah, uh, there's some fun to be had, and then there's also some anger to be expressed, and uh, those are two emotions that I'm feeling all the time. Absolutely, uh, I think that's a great way to wrap up the album, kind of. Um, so run the jewels, RTJ4, definitely listen to that shit because you will not be disappointed. It will make you, it'll make you feel things. It'll make you feel a lot of things. Um, but yes, uh, let's move on. We got I got a couple of hyper-specific questions for you. Are you guys ready for that? Yes. Yeah, I am. Okay, all right, all right. Here we go. Hyper-specific. Hyper-specific. Question number one. If you could make a band that was action the item, what would it be? Like, i.e., Run the Jewels or Rage Against the Machine? Butter the Biscuit. Oh, that's a good Butter one. Butter the Biscuit. That's, that is that's a good such one. such a good one. Uh, Man, that was right off the top of your head right there. <laughs> Butter Holy the Biscuit. Holy fuck. I feel uh, like it doesn't have like a big uh, political stance like the rest of these do, but <laughs> for sure. Butter the Biscuit. Uh, Butter the Biscuit. It's going to be Whoop That Trick, and it's just going to be... Uh, Whoop that trick! A new metal cover band playing songs from uh, Hustle and Flow. Oh my God! <laughs> Stop it, Kevin! You're creating a monster. Anyways, second hyper-specific question: Who would you like to see work with Run the Jewels in the future? Uh, features? Well, I don't know. All my other faves. I was gonna say anyone, um, everyone. <laughs> I would say the first one off the top of my head was Surge from System of a Down because that would be badass. Well, yeah, and like I you, think that would work out really you well. Would be very happy. Uh, yeah. I would be too. Don't know what Surge is up to. Um, oh, he's doing a lot not, of things right now. Probably not hanging out with Sean Dolaman <laughs> or Dolaman or whatever. Dolamayan or something. Yeah. There's John Doladumas. <laughs> There's an article I have to read because I think Surge responds to John's weird pro Trump messaging. Yeah. Either way, uh, no, actually, Surge is actually doing some things. He's like b- b- trying to be more active and talk about the situation that's going on. And uh, there's a oh fuck, there's a new um, trailer that was just come out that just came out yesterday featuring him uh, talking about music and activism. So I thought that would be pretty cool to watch when it comes out. Um, but yeah, that's a good question. Don't know if I have any answers as much because they did they hung out they did a track with Danny Brown and that was such an obvious one. So right, Danny okay. Brown's done. Uh, I guess Denzel Curry. I love seeing him everywhere though, so that doesn't count. That'd be pretty cool. But <laughs> at the same time, Denzel Curry is awesome. So yeah. I guess that'll be my answer. There you go. Okay. I guess uh, like. Lupe or Vic Mensa uh, would be neat. Uh, That'd be pretty yeah. Honestly, honestly, like there's not a wrong answer to this, just because I love LP's production. So, like, really, anyone hopping on 
his track. It would be more like, is there a producer out there that I think Run the Jewels would be great on top of? And it just all reminds me of his, uh, 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 what was the song that came out a couple years ago that they uh, uh, did? Uh, uh, Nobody Speak. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was uh, going to say, was it oh, that yeah. song? I'd love that song. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, so nice and then unfortunately, just be like no that. <laughs> unfortunately, I don't have uh, a whole bunch of producers off the top of my head. Like, I guess uh, Pharrell. If Pharrell put together a beat for them to <laughs> hop on, I, I would love to see what that sounds like. I think uh, another, I was just thinking about this. I think another uh, artist or band, I should say, that would work well with uh, Run the Jewels, I think it would be really interesting to see Run the Jewels and Idols have a little thing together <laughs> because I feel like their messages uh, are different yet similar in some ways, and I feel like them putting themselves together might be an interesting thing. I think that would be really cool. I think that would be fucking... I'm like getting hyped thinking about it right now, but <laughs> calm down. I don't even know if that's ever going to happen, but here we are. Oh, uh, um, RZA or Wu-Tang in general. Let, let's get okay. let's get that collab to go. Alright, alright. <laughs> um... All right, that was hyper-specific. Let's move on to the event that everyone's waiting for, the Comment Corner. Here we go. Comment Corner, Comment Corner. It can't make the show any worse. All right, so we had a bunch of people answer this question. We said that LP and Killer Mike were fantastic uh, as a duo, and we love their work and everything. So we wanted to hear everyone else's favorite duos as well. It could be anything. It could be like... It could be sports stars, movie stars, actors, whatever. It could be your fucking parents if you wanted it to be like that. No one said that. I feel really, I feel really bad. No one said their parents, but that's okay. Uh, that's I was gonna people, say people, our people. parents, Aww. but. <laughs> All right. So let's get it going. First, right off the bat, Amber, my lovely fiance, she said Troy and Abed from Community, In and the it's morning. actually really cool. Her. Yes, Troy and Abed in the morning. No, um, her and I are actually binging Community right now, and uh, it's fantastic. We actually just got to—I don't know—I don't want to. Never mind. I don't want to say any spoilers, just in case people haven't watched it. Um, for a that show that nobody watched too. back when it was on television, except for myself and like a hardcore group of like really, really dumb people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's it's really good. It's fucking. It's I, great. I it's He's better great. than. Uh, yeah. Rick and Morty, so you should actually watch a show that has yeah. human characters who, like, show compassion and empathy, rather than Dan Harmon's next project. <laughs> God, oh, hey, no one said Rick and Morty either. Um, also, Good. before we uh, go on, <laughs> uh, my Uncle Junior actually chimed in, too. He's an old-school guy. He really likes Bob Hope and Bing Crosby. Love it. And apparently they have they have uh, movies that are called Road to Blank. Yeah, I so you got like the Road to not... Morocco, uh, Shh, is like their go, classic one that's like uh, kind of a Casablanca takeoff. Uh, there are a few other Road Twos, but they're great. They do song and dance. Uh, Bing gets the girl. Bob Ho- is more of the like uh, slapstick comedy. comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Um, also, I guess, do you guys want to read some of these? I don't want to just <laughs> read all of these myself, I guess. Uh, 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 who's Sean? <laughs> Sean is a guy I went to high school with. Sean from the high school that Ben went to. He's a cool guy. He's a nice guy. He wants he to mention Caden Undertaker. Yes. 
Kane and Undertaker. Obviously, he knows our wrestling. Well, he doesn't. Yeah, well, he uh, knows my wrestling. But uh, uh, but no, the Sean's brothers cool of destruction. <laughs> Sean's a cool guy. Uh, he picks up a guitar every once in a while. Uh, yeah, I remember he was writing comedy for a little bit too, and that was pretty fun. Um, his close second pairing is Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, which I think is a pretty good, great, pretty good great little combo yeah. there. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Rochelle, Rochelle. How do we know Rachel? Uh, I don't know. She likes not exactly radio, so maybe she's just a listener. Hey. Yay. Love that. Uh, Winston and Ferguson from New Girl. Uh, they're they're great. I always felt Winston got kind of done dirty that the writers didn't really do a great job with him, but he was also my favorite character on the show. So I love Winston and Ferguson. <laughs> yes. Funny story about that. Uh, when when uh, Rachel posted the gif of winston and ferguson i had no idea who it was and luckily i saw that amber liked it too so i'm like who the hell's that so i can write that down (laughs) good thing amber watched it yeah good thing um Um, next one there andy oh go ahead what were you gonna say well no i want to talk about andy (laughs) you want to talk about andy no 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 like oh you want me to continue okay sorry andy who was shunned last time (laughs) yes we we did shut him because of course like his summer song was kid rock uh all summer long he's like this might be cliche but he's still a good guy he listens to us and of course (laughs) he had to mention that but his his famous duo uh is marty and doc brown from back to the future which i think is fantastic watch teen wolf yesterday Oh, oh yeah, with Michael J. Fox. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're waiting for RuPaul to, uh, All Stars to start, so we watched that right. kill an hour and a half. There you go, that works out. Um, what a quintessential '80s movie! <laughs> <laughs> a movie Tony, based around the fact that a teenager, instead of going through puberty, is becoming a werewolf. Becoming a werewolf. Uh, next up, Ron Terrell. He is from the band Hijack, which is down here in Milwaukee. And also, you can catch him uh, if you go to mayhemundergroundmedia.com. You can see his face in an article highlighting underground black musicians in rock music. Hell yeah, Ron. Yes, Ron, he's a good dude. He actually called into the hog one time, and I recognized his voice, and he like played 5 at 5 with like all those guys in the afternoon program. And I was like, hey, that sounds like... And then I messaged him, I'm like, was that you? And he's like, oh, yeah, dude, it was fucking awesome. And then... Um, but yeah, his his mentioned uh, he mentioned the bands uh, Royal Blood, uh, One Eye Doll, and Japan Droids. And what's insane is like I forgot One Eye Doll existed. I don't know if you guys ever heard One Eye Doll before. No, no. Well, it's very interesting. I saw I saw a show with uh, them, uh, and Chris Davis was with me. I remember this is like back in like 2011, and it was like at the rave bar, and it was like super fun, super cool. Uh, so I suggest anyone that likes rock music, good rock, gothish kind of music, check out One Eye Doll and Ron with the awesome fucking suggestions there. Yeah, uh, Japan Droids to go off of that as well was kind of rolling around in my head as I was listening to a little bit of Pup today. Uh, oh, there you go. So mm. nice, nice to see that kind of come across in the universe here real quick. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Celebration Rock, which was one of my favorite albums that year that it came out. There you go. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, Cody right, with Cody. The White Stripes. A classic duo of Meg and Jack yeah. there. Uh, yeah. Brandon of a classic duo himself, Brandon and Ryan Game Talk, uh, suggested <laughs> one of the, if, if you're of a certain generation, Tenacious D is just exactly <laughs> what comes to mind when somebody is like, what's a rock duo? Like yeah, 
fucking, there it is. Jack Black, Kyle Gass. I was honestly waiting for this answer to happen, and uh, I'm glad that Brian, uh, Brandon, Brian, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Brandon said it. Uh, cause, Thank, okay, you, Brian. Brian. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Also, fun, fun little thing. You can catch Brandon and Ryan Game Talk on Twitch uh, every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., and uh, yeah, make sure you do that. Uh, Tony, do talk it. about Corey. Uh, Corey, Nacho Montana. That's his band. He's also a fantasy football commissioner. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he wants to talk sports in honor of sports coming back. Uh, we're thinking uh, Yountain Molitor as a duo brewer. here. Oh, yeah. Where, where, where's Braun and Fielder then, Corey? Uh, but then we got Yountain Molitor, Jordan and Pippen, Montana and Rice, Riggs and Murtaugh. Murtaugh? That's, a, that's, that not, that's not that's sports, that's weapon. movies. That's Lethal Weapon. Oh! I was thinking sports still. I was, yeah, what do you uh, think? Who yeah. do you think peanut butter and jelly are, Tony? Who the hell do you think? Well, I didn't get to peanut butter and jelly yet, but peanut butter and jelly, rum and coke, and then of course Hall and Oats. Rum and coke is okay, my uh, Jimmy Buffett cover band, but we change all the songs to be about Miami sports teams. <laughs> <laughs> um, also for Hall and Oats, I forgot. I think there's like a running joke on a show or something that Hall and Oats aren't actually you know the people's names but they actually are the people's names i got super confused and i thought it was funny and i was like wait these are actually people why am i laughing at this uh either way let's continue on shall we jesus christ kevin hi other kevin uh kevin would like to suggest jalapeno and pineapple which i had never thought of but now that i know uh in our comment section to go deep into it uh if you want to go to our facebook page and see it he mentions it being used in stir fries, and I actually really love that combination of stir fries. So shout out to another Kevin. That's it. Kevin, Kevin action right there. And there we are. Uh, Dan, Dan from Green Bay, uh, he did a Big Daddy reference here and said lamb and tuna fish. And uh, I like to give him a shout out for, you know, the Adam Sandler reference because that's, that's great. That's great. <laughs> All right, Tony, go ahead. <laughs> Xavier, uh, our buddy, uh, our creative buddy up in Green Bay, uh, the um, he runs Iffy Brass, who gets creatives together, gets them out there. Um, he wants to bring up the Street Profits, their wrestling duo, a lot of fun. Yes. The whole thing about them is they just make it a house party mm-hmm. and uh, win matches. And then uh, Craig Jones and Smokey from the movie Friday. How you and also next Friday, Friday. <laughs> uh, and Friday after next. Smokey's not what? in those movies. <laughs> what? Oh. Nope. Uh, Mike Epps replaces uh, Chris Tucker and as uh, oh. Ice Cube. And that's why I haven't watched either <laughs> of those. <laughs> but I watched Friday. There you go. It's classic. There you go. Might be the greatest comedy of all time. That's very good. <laughs> Damn. Okay, Kevin. Uh, Alexandra, our local plant enthusiast, uh, brings a couple here with Timon and Pumbaa, classic from The Lion King. Uh, Shoes and socks, which, you know, wouldn't wouldn't have uh, pulled that one off the top of my head, (laughs) but uh, I I do like that as a a classic combo. And then lawnmowers and dads, and I do believe it is a particular (laughs) type of dad, your, your lawn dad, but if you get one of those and you bring up their lawnmower... 
they can talk hours and hours about it. Yeah, yeah, they will. Um, and lastly, and to wrap close it, it out. Up, let's close it up here. Chris, the local hairy man that we've mentioned on the show several times throughout our whole thing. Shout out, Chris. Uh, he said Method Man. Hey, he said Method Man and Red Man are the combo for him. So yeah, that's it. Great uh, music, great in movies. It's good stuff Thespians. right there. That's it. Thespians. Anyways, yes. If you have a favorite duo, let us know. If you have favorite music, let us know. Just we love music. Just tell us about it. Either way. Hey, uh, that was our show. That was it. Not exactly radio. Back again. We've run the jewels four or RTJ RTJ four. Sorry. Uh, and we thank you for listening. We appreciate oh my God. it. We love every one of you that does take a chance to listen. What? What? Okay. Anyways, sorry. Well, anyways, that was that was weird. Uh, all right. So then. Oh my God. <laughs> make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're gonna be more active on there. Uh, we wanted to just let some conversations happen, and uh, uh, and uh, here we are. Not exactly radio. I'm Benny K, and that is Tony. Just Tony. Tony, just Tony. <laughs> Kevin, thanks again for being on the Always show. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. We're out of here. See you later. Bye-bye.